Okay, with Vanessa Sweet, Amplifying Feedback Loop is the short film played at the Science and Nature Film Festival. This is a two-minute animation film with a really important message. Uh, Vanessa, when did you kind of come up with this idea for this kind of animation film? Do you remember where you were? Um, yes, I would say that, you know, the the subject matter itself or, you know, the concern around different ways to create films that spoke to the climate crisis probably have been with me for a while, but were particularly sparked, you know, in around 2016 when I had moved. Um, I lived in Alaska at the time and I had moved to a very remote island called Sarachev Island and lived with a community of um folks there um, and a village called Shishmaref. And at that time, I had um, been firsthand witness to a lot of the coastal erosion that was happening on that very small three uh, mile by one mile island. Um, and, you know, talking with folks there and hearing of, you know, their history of, you know, what it was like before. <laughs> um, you know, it's a 99.8% um, Shishmaref and you get people who live there and getting to see that firsthand and stepping from knowing something existed and was happening to seeing it and feeling it and being impacted. Um, at that time, you know, it was, it was really, um, kind of eye-opening and I have sort of cemented a lot of the work that I want to do and I do create now because of sort of those blinders coming off. So all, all your animation films are about kind of the same theme, I guess, right? Climate um, a lot of, yeah. Sort of. A lot of my work, like I have a previous film called Wild Woman, and that is a mixture of sort of my, my becoming a mother, <laughs> as well as a kind of critical look at some of the... Um, tactics that the United States was using, particularly like the drone strikes that were happening in 2012 and 2013 that had, you know, started at that point or we were becoming uh, more widely used, these remote, um, these remote controlled vehicles that were yeah. taking lives of people. So anyway, um, so my work, yes, is often now more um, aligned with social justice issues and particularly issues around the climate crisis. Um, and, you know, all the related arms that that encompasses, because it's huge. Um, there are many, many, many things that are are affected by it um, is now part of my The first question, I guess, what is the an amplifying feedback loop? It is something, I guess, right? It's like, yes. It's a, yeah. yeah. And so you can have amplifying feedback loops in many things, but scientifically an amplifying feedback loop is any, um, you know, progression or, you know, sort of chain reaction of events that um, causes another event. And amplifying feedback loops can be positive, which means they build and they um, amplify and create larger um, outcomes, or they can be negative, which means they can start to like decline or diminish something. And this film, Amplifying Feedback Loop, is taking the concept of something building, um, or particularly our use of oil and gas um, and creating carbon emissions, um, humans uh, sort of as the source of that, um, and showcases and forefronts that as the reason for climate change. There's many, many different sources of that, you know, this, these carbon emissions, um, 
But what we want to do as a community is we want to start taking measures that create negative um, amplifying feedback loops, which means they start to take away some of these um, really uh, bad outcomes that we are seeing, which is increased global temperatures. We're seeing ice caps melting. Um, we're seeing a lot less reflectivity on the planet because of those ice caps melting. All of these things that we as humans need to be accountable for. Um, and I think that answers your question. And the irony is that this is your film is perfect for like a like an art art. Like I've been to a lot of like uh, like uh, museums or art like kind of galleries where this is could be a feed, this can be a loop this could be this film can act be an actual loop I guess right? yeah it's, it's designed to be a loop designed to be a little reminiscent of its namesake and yeah this see that of, happen again yeah yeah I know it's not funny but it's just there's something interesting about about that kind of like you, you made a film about like feedback loops Mm-hmm. But then this is like a, a loop film, I guess. Yeah, right? yeah. I think the the hope would be, you know, in the scale and scope of things, to be a bit larger and longer of a loop than it is, since yeah. it is all encompassing, um, and to see a lot more things in that loop. Um, you do all? Do you do all the animation yourself? I do. Yes. And then you bring on like sound. I'm assuming sound people. To, yes. To... Yeah. So I collaborated on this film. Um, with Corey Burrell, um, who is a really excellent uh, sound designer and composer out of Brooklyn, New York City. And I also had some great advice from my uh, my sound mentor on the project, whose name is Dave Silversky, um, who is a colleague of mine where I teach. Um, and he gave me some really solid advice just in terms of the narration, because I am known to narrate my own films for my own poetry. Yeah. And sort of stepping away from that and getting outside of my comfort zone. And I was able to work with um, Felicia Malay, who is a slam poet from um, Melbourne, Australia, excuse me, or she currently lives in Melbourne, Australia. And so she definitely lent her voice to this piece and create, helped create that really impactful sound. So I'm curious because I we do like a poetry uh, festival and we, we, we get actors to recite other people's poetry. And a lot of poems, like your people, like your writers, like yourself, like it, it takes them a while to get past that, that, yeah. that kind of like, um, like someone's going to interpret their words, right? What you hear in your head and what you yeah. think of it and the cadence of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, that was a real. It's the art of collaboration, right? I was mm-hmm. going to say, like, sometimes they surprise you and make it a lot better than what you imagined. Yes. Yeah. It was really wonderful working with Fleecy because Fleecy has an excellent cadence on her own. Um, And it also helped me as a director to sort of begin to see how I could shape it the way I wanted to, as well as to fit her strengths. One of the most fun parts of it, though, was the way I heard it in my own head or the way I pronounced things, you know, with you know, American English versus Australian or British English and some of the cadences that that changed in how the rhyme structure was, it, it really abruptly yeah. changed that. And so she had to sort of Americanize some of her speaking to get the cadence that I wanted um, just to fit the rhyme structure. Well, which sometimes was, which even like kind of fun. So I'm Canadian and mm-hmm. uh, and, and you, do you do you live in like do you live in Brooklyn now or do you just probably... I live in Rochester, so I live in upstate New York. Oh, you live so you live in the Buffalo. Yeah, I'm probably really close near so Buffalo. I'm, yeah, I'm from Niagara Falls. So, yeah, yeah. So did so, so you? Close. What's the story? What's that? I said so real close. 
Yeah, we're real close. We have the same, but I'm saying what I would, basically my point was the saying that like even in the states, like obviously mm-hmm. there's the south, there's the west, there's the yes, there's all like obviously people from from the from um from Massachusetts have different, you know what I mean? Everybody has mm-hmm. their own little cadence, I guess, right? From where mm-hmm. the region they're from. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you just got me floored that we're from the same that's that's so funny that we're from the same area. Yeah, I'm not from here originally, but I live here now. So they they they've they, apparently they have some some amazing children's museum in uh in strong yeah the strong museum of play is a great museum and if you're in Rochester and even if you don't have kids I recommend you go they just had a five thousand or six thousand foot renovation that also is like heavily featuring games like board games and video games and I haven't been um but my two small children have and have talked my ear off about it. <laughs> because i know i have two kids and, and yeah uh, and someone i was just at someone's house uh at dad's house yesterday and he was talking about that and he's like you're from niagara falls you should you got to go to this rochester yes. museum so i guess we got to get there you should definitely come let me know if you're in and we can get a cup of coffee our no, kids I will can for sure. is it busy there or all the time or <laughs> mm, well it's the summer so i'm sure it's maybe yeah. a bit busier right now especially with the expansion um but it's usually it's not packed but it's usually pretty hopping. Gotcha. All right. So basically this film. So for two, two minutes, thank you for that little segue there. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, for this film. So two minutes in the lots of animation, lots of detailed animation, like how long, like, does it like, does it take you to do a film like this? Oh, geez. Um, I feel like every film is different. Um, I, I worked on this film on the actual animation of this film, you know, maybe, over a period of three months but this is not you know doing it full time this is you know in between teaching because I like I said I I teach animation um and you know any service load and of course I have a mom and I have two kids um so ideally you know if you were if you were working straight you know on just dedicated on this film you might might go a little bit faster um, I would have liked this film to be, like I said before, a little bit longer and maybe a little bit more inclusive of some other concepts that I have tied with it. But um, the actual animation part of it for me, when I sit down to animate, I'm I'm actually relatively quick. Um, I have a very intuitive kind of process of, you know, animating. Uh, it's called straight ahead versus pose to pose. And so that just means that you might um, like just sit down and go and just do the animation straight out as opposed to, you know, constructing a pose that's like, you know, aiming a ball, like you're, you're aiming to throw a ball and then you have the windup and then you have the release, um, which I do also work that way. But because I do like to work very intuitively when I draw, because I really enjoy drawing, um, I tend to get a lot of my first takes um, out fairly well. Um, but this was a kind of a combination of, some of that free form, very free flowing animation um, over, I would say actually over maybe a longer period. Um, Cause some of the animation, like the, some of the parts of the animal loops in it um, may have happened like months earlier mm-hmm. um, where I was doing tests and it's very rare, but these tests sometimes make it into the film. Um, so, and then I also do stop motion work and the stop motion work is a bit more thought out, but when you, go to shoot it once you've built everything that's constructed you sort of have to sit with that object whatever it is that you're animating to get the visual that you want so you might have a take that you've been sitting at 
for you know three hours or more depending on how much time you have so the there's like a greenhouse that rotates in my film mm -hmm. and that is a stop motion um let me try to see if i have it but um it's like a, a little stop motion um maquette built out of balsa wood so you've been you've uh made six six films since 2009 according to your website um yes so you're averaging a film every three years basically essentially yeah it doesn't feel like it <laughs> yeah. and then like you said you're also a mother and like and uh how old do you mind asking how old are your kids i have a five-year-old and a 10-year-old five and ten so yeah mm -hmm. so you're busy that's the I am least, right busy. yeah i always feel like <laughs> always feel like there's something more to do because there is yeah exactly so then so what do they feel about your filmmaking pro prowess and you being an animator like what's their take on that um i think it's probably more like that's mom you know i, I don't think it's anything that's impactful to them except that i think they're very creative people um you know my eldest she really loves to sew um and craft things with her hands and um, my youngest loves to draw and paint to the point of uh, i have a carpet that will never be one color <laughs> um but in terms of my making animation, um, I think, yeah, I think it's just, it's sort of par for the course for them. They like to try it out themselves. Um, but I think what's more impactful might be the subject matter. Like my yeah. daughter, my daughter tonight joined me on, um, there's a, a group called the Citizens Climate Lobby. And they are a group of citizens who utilize their time to help create positive forward change um, by lobbying both at the local and federal level for um, positive action regarding change for climate change. So, you know, like, um, you know, like the, the Prove It Act that is trying to get through and, and other previous acts and so forth. But she joined me on this Zoom call tonight, um, you know, just talking about things that we see around us and talking about my work with her. Um, she's also very interested in like everything botanical um and she's 10 and she sat in on what is what most adults could find really hard to sit in and understand yeah. and so i think that maybe in that way it's a bit more impactful which is is really awe inspiring to see her tonight well, you're you're an advocate for climate, right? That's your kind of that's your mo. That's your that's what you're mm -hmm. making. That's your passion. That seems to do what you're making your films for. So yeah. it would make sense that your ten year old would be interested in, especially because like it's a cliche, but she's the one who's going to be affected the most, right? So yeah, and I mean, one of the lines that didn't quite make it into the film of this much longer poem, you know, is like how there's this the seven generation principle. It's like we, we take action and we have to think about our actions and what we do and how that's going to suit and follow suit, excuse me, of what, what happens for the next seven generations after us. And so absolutely, um, you know, it's it's something that I hope she doesn't feel pressured to do you know, and I don't ever want to pressure anybody, especially someone in my family to, mm -hmm. you know, do this kind of a thing. So seeing her kind of naturally take to that um, has been exciting for me. <laughs> but so try to encourage her where where I can. Yeah. Seven generations. The humans have always been a little bit, in a general sense, very narcissistic and 
in in, in the thinking about the moment so mm. that's a, like thinking about tomorrow it's hard right thinking about seven generations is like <laughs> it seems it seems like it's just not in the brain power of humans to, to think it can like that. be i think i think it's cultural i think that there are certain cultures there are many cultures that don't think that way yeah. but i think you kind of struck the point of when something when the ego or the individual you know is sort of centered higher than the community and i think a lot of what my hope is with the amplifying feedback loop is to be thinking about the community and to be thinking about how we as a community are responsible. And it's not like you did this thing. It's we we all are taking these actions, you know, and our, our predecessors before us invented cars and started, you know, using different types of fossil fuels or different types of fuels to improve their lives. And I think that that is often seen like this, this idea of trying to revert climate change is some of these measures are seen like, oh, you want to take us back to the dark ages. That's definitely you know, not the case. It's it's about being mindful and being empathetic towards all people on this planet, because let's face it, you know, we're only going to be around so long, you know, it's hard yeah. for us to think about those other things, but the planet can survive without us, but we can't survive if we don't make our home a cozy place for us to live in and, you know, and each other and plant life and animal life. And so yeah, our job. I love to see like, uh, you should have your own like film festival now, like uh, <laughs> showing, like you should show all your films like in one like loop. <laughs> it would be very strange. I think it would be a very eclectic um, showing, um, especially, you know, pre 2012. Yeah. I think it's a bit more varied and I think it took a while for me to find my voice. My younger films are, I was just talking about this with someone today. You know, I think I was, much more narrative and perhaps if not fantasy but folklore um driven and i still yeah. i still i still have a lot of inspiration in folklore and and tales that people have told and perhaps not written but i think those films might to me they feel a lot different than my current work so your film Wild Woman uh, in 2018 that seems mm -hmm. to be that seems to have gotten tons of screenings. Was that the film that, including some really big festivals as well? Mm -hmm. I have to point out, is that was that the film that kind of like you kind of sort of figuring like yourself out? Do you think? Or? Oh man, yeah, I had so many teeth that I pulled on them <laughs> metaphorically. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I I still struggle with this, but I think that with that film, I kind of overcame this cusp of why do I make what I make? And as a person who can make things, you know, do I want to create things that are sure pleasant, you know, in terms of narrative or, you know, when we think of animation, we think of cartoons, right? Yeah. Or, you know, I felt, I felt really driven. Like I, I was a new mom, you know, when I started that film, um, it was kind of 2012, 2013, when I started that film, I didn't finish it until 2018, um, 2017, 2018. And that whole process was me re not just regaining my voice and like coming 
through the process of, of losing that and entering motherhood and losing a sense of identity. Yeah. You know, you could, you could call that a rebirth, but it was also me going like, Oh, I have, I have an opinion and I have really strong thoughts about what it is I want out of life. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it was, that's why, you know, in that film, there's a, there's a fair amount of nudity, <laughs> But it's because of that, you know, that freedom that 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 metaphorically that that shows is like being yeah. open and being vulnerable. And I was very vulnerable with that piece. And for some reason, the, the audiences generally can feel that honesty, I guess. Right. Like in a subconscious way when they're yeah. watching something. Yeah, I, I I think that that is true. I feel I have been very um amazed and blessed in the reception from that film and i hope that i can continue to carry that forward in all of my work in whatever forms it takes in whatever way it kind so of in this particular it film uh, that we're talking about what did you think we sent to the audience to you what did you think about the audience uh, reactions to your film and the feedback video um i really appreciated uh the feedback i i appreciated how i got a good sense of many different voices in terms of, you know, I had a lot of people who are really appreciative and I also had some, some critiques, which I, I do appreciate. It's a very, it's very like brief film. Um, but I know that I think I had been feeling, you know, when you make a film, it could always be different. It could always be more. And you think of all the things you want to do and, and hearing that feedback for me was nice just in a, in an affirming, uh, just an affirming moment for me, you know, on a personal level that like, oh, I'm, I'm really glad that it, it touched someone, you know, or it, it, uh, it reached someone. Yeah, it reached continue. a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, a great film. It really is. Thank you. Uh, so I guess, yeah, you're working on something now or what's, what are you up to now? Yeah, I have too many things I'm working on. Yeah. Um, yes. So I I have a couple of things up my sleeve and we're just going to kind of see how they pan out. Um, one of them is sort of focusing on another sustainability piece. This one focusing on, um, again, on like women and the process of repair and the uh, it's a semi sort of critique of the fashion industry, um, but more focusing on this idea of how you can repair what you find or what you have and re-beautify and in association with the stories that people tell like people get really attached to clothes or their style or mm -hmm. or what it is and then kind of bringing that into this act of repair as well um, so that's in its really early stages I'm doing some tests on that and learning um, a little bit more better techniques on embroidery since I would have to hand embroider all of the things and that just makes animation even more in intense of a process doing it that way gotcha. well congratulations on this particular project I uh, hope you're enjoying yeah. the the Buffalo area and uh, they like their football there so I know you probably are the not bills. a fan but it's coming up soon so they're gonna yeah. be pretty crazy again yeah the Bills Mafia the so, Bills Mafia, yeah. Yeah, so even yeah. in Rochester, even in Rochester here, there's definitely plenty of Bills Mafia. Fans. Yeah, I happen to be one of the members, so I apologize <laughs> in advance. It's but... okay. Have fun Excuse with it. Just stay safe. 
We just we just want one Super Bowl. That's all we want. Then we'll just we'll <laughs> shut up forever. That's all. We'll, we promise we'll never talk again after that. <laughs> That's what they said when I lived in Philadelphia and the Eagles won. <laughs> yeah. Well, they did. Didn't they? They did shut up for a while, right? They Man. did. <laughs> Oh, I like that though, because you're you seems like you're traveling to the Super Bowl future. Super yeah, Bowl maybe, maybe, maybe it will happen now. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's good karma for me. <laughs> Congratulations again. Thank and, you. Uh, and, uh, we gotta check out that museum. And I really yes. I can't wait to see what you do next. I, I think you're very talented and uh, oh, thank you. You should do a film festival of yourself. I think your all your work is fantastic. So thank you very much. Um and yeah, like I said, if you're in the Rochester area, let me know. One, two, three, four, five.